Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question 14. How can I find cheaper airline tickets? So this week's question actually comes from me. I'm cheating a little bit. Because earlier in the week, I was searching for some flights. Um, I was trying to see how much a single flight would cost uh, from my hometown of Newcastle in the United Kingdom to the US. And it was extortionate. It was incredibly expensive, way outside my budget. And so, today's question is as follows. I was trying to book some flights, but they just seemed too expensive. Uh, For instance, I need to book a one-way from Newcastle to the US for a couple of months' time, uh, and the cheapest flight I could find was pushing £1,000. So how can I find that flight cheaper? And some other money-saving tips for booking flights. So before the process, I used to use comparison websites. I'm sure you all do. Uh, Skyscanner used to be my favourite. Since I found this a couple of weeks ago, I've actually started using Google Flights. I don't know if anyone else uses that instead, finds that useful. Um... But I find that it's a lot more flexible to use, and also I found a, a way of finding cheaper flights by using it. So the first thing I did was I was searched for the date I was uh, looking for, and my single flight ticket, the best option I found was 18 hours and 28 minutes, quite a long time to sit on a plane, and it was going to cost £962. So the first tip which I found from that is be flexible, and Google Flights is really good for letting you use your flexibility. So I added in saying that I was flexible to move on the date, and you can see by moving one way either either side, my fare reduced from the 962 to 913 if I booked the day after, or actually 871 if I booked the day before. But that's nothing new. Being flexible on on the date of your travel is, is a fairly obvious tip. The other part of flexibility, which is more useful, and again, Google Flights is good for this because they automatically ask you, is if you're willing to go from a different airport or to a different airport. So while I was searching, I got a pop-up saying, instead of flying to Greenville, which is the location I was looking for, why not try flying to Charlotte for £100 cheaper, down to £866? Uh, So I said, okay, yep, I'll try that. And uh, it's only 75 miles away. And so I can quickly then pop on to a different web browser at the same time, see how much it costs for a bus or a taxi or a train from those two cities, and you could end up saving money between those two. So that was good. But again, it's still only £100. The price of the ticket is still £866. Still, I can't afford that for a single flight to the US. And here came the biggie. I then searched for return flights. Okay, I didn't need a return flight. If I search for a return flight with the outbound date of the date that I wanted, and I could then use my flexibility to see where my return flight would be to find the cheapest option. And ridiculously, the single flight, number £962, by booking the exact same single flight on that day with a return to come back one week later, took the price down to £453. So it was over 50% cheaper by booking the return and not using the return than it is booking the single. 
Worst bit was it's the same airline, it's the same flight, it's very similar flight, and actually the outbound flight was slightly faster. So you can get a return for a lot cheaper than you can for a single, and just don't use the return. And it's worth checking that both ways. So if you need your outbound to be on a certain date, you could book Newcastle to Greenville and your outbound flight to be on that exact date. Uh, Or equally, you could flip it the other way and you could fly from Greenville to Newcastle and put your return flight on another day. And it's worth checking both because, like I said, the Newcastle to Greenville return option, £453. If I flipped it and tried to go the other way, it was over £800. So there's big, big price differences, huge price differences between booking these. So when I started at almost £1,000, I couldn't afford to go. And now for £453, even if I only use the single, it's a lot more affordable. Now, I thought this might be a US phenomenon or maybe US and Canada because occasionally the pricing systems over there for these kind of things are a bit strange. And it turns out it's not. It's all over the world. I booked another flight or looked at another flight uh, from Manchester in the United Kingdom to Montpellier in France. Uh, The single flight, the best I could find, £274, and the return flight, much less, £199. So again, if I needed to do the single, I could book the return, I could take the single flight and not bother about taking the return. So I hope that's new for someone. Uh, I hope you can use that tip when you're booking for your flights. But some other tips as well that I found you might find useful. One is to check lots of different search comparison sites. So Google Flights may miss out some of the budget airlines. I know Skyscan doesn't have 100% of the airlines on either. Uh, So you want to check lots of different ones to make sure you're finding the cheapest price. Um, This one I find a bit creepy, but the websites, they basically track you. So when you put your search in for your flights that you want to book, they know that you've put that search in. So if it's for a flight which doesn't have a lot of capacity, they actually change their pricing system as a result. Uh, I noticed this last year when we booked a skiing holiday, there were 16 of us going on a flight which didn't have that many seats left. And after we put one search in for those 16 places, we came on a day later and the prices had shot up. And apparently it's because they know that there's more demand, so they can charge you more. But equally, they're trying to scare you saying, OK, the price has gone up now. It might go up again. Quick, I better book it now. So when you're searching for flights, uh, especially if you're searching on directly on, on the company's website, Uh, make sure you do it in either incognito or private mode on your web browser and then they won't know, they won't be able to track your cookies and they won't know that you've searched for that before. Another tip, check baggage. So a lot of the budget airlines have a very low base cost but once you add on baggage it becomes a bit more expensive. You can find that the added cost for the luggage can sometimes actually come to more than the more expensive flight would be that has a better luggage policy. So EasyJet and Ryanair over here, they charge you quite a lot for each suitcase you put in the plane. So if you have two or three, it could actually be cheaper to go with one of the more expensive airlines, British Airways or someone like that. Again, another one, try and book your own flights uh, or at least see if they're cheaper. So another search I did, I did from my hometown of Newcastle to New York in the US. And I saw that most of the flights either went via Heathrow or Paris. I could actually find flights were cheaper if I booked a return to Paris and a separate return from Paris to New York. I found them even cheaper if I was more flexible and I could leave maybe a nice staying over in Paris. In fact, I think one of the flights I searched for was over £150 cheaper. So if I'm flexible and I'm willing to spend a night in Paris, I could probably get a nice hotel, a nice meal, a few drinks there and experience another city on my way there. 
So that's worth considering if you're flexible and you want to see something on the way to your final destination. Now, the next one's called Hidden Cities. So the thing with the Hidden Cities is that, again, I don't know why airlines do this, but I'll do it by an example. Say I was going from Liverpool and I wanted to go to Rotterdam. And instead, uh, you can look and a Liverpool to Rotterdam flight might be £200, but you can actually book a flight from Liverpool to Rome which has a stopover in Rotterdam and it'll be cheaper than the tickets from Liverpool to Rotterdam in the first place. Again, this takes a little bit of searching because you need to try and find the routes that will cross that city that you want to stay in. But the idea is that you can fly to one city which is on the way to another city and you can just get off in that city. You don't have to take the second part of the flight. Again, I thought this was possibly too good to be true or too bad from the airline's perspective to actually be true. So I did a real life search. I wanted to go from Newcastle to Rome. My flight from Newcastle to Rome is £173 for a single. And it goes Newcastle to Paris, Paris to Rome. Now, say I actually did want to go to Rome. I could put another flight in, Newcastle to Montpellier, with two changes. And that takes exactly the same flight from Newcastle to Paris, exactly the same flight from Paris to Rome, and then from Rome to Montpellier. It was £35 cheaper. £141. So you could fly from Newcastle to Rome or Newcastle to Montpellier via Rome and the second option is much, much cheaper. A more obvious one again, book in advance. Cheapest prices tend to be on the day of the release of the ticket. So look at the airline who run the route you want to take in the future and find out when they release their tickets. So EasyJet have just released their spring summer tickets uh, yesterday at the time of recording. So yesterday morning I was on there booking my summer holiday for next year. Generally, prices go up over time. Research by Momondo suggests that uh, it's best to book at least 53 days in advance if you can. Now, there are sales on and prices do fluctuate over time, but it's probably best to be safe than sorry and book nice and early to get those generally cheaper tickets. Uh, Another little tip, another little sneaky one when you're booking flights is to avoid school holidays. Now, a lot of you might say you can't avoid school holidays because that's when you need to go on holiday because your children are in school. Well, what you can do, it's a bit of a gamble, a bit of a risk, but I've seen a lot of people say that this has paid off, is say the school holidays start on the 10th of April. You can actually book your tickets for the 1st of April or the 30th of March, something like that. And as long as you book a flexi ticket, one that allows you to move it free of charge, you can then change that ticket into the more expensive period for no extra charge in the terms and conditions. The risk is you need to do that about either 24 or 48 hours after you've booked the flexi tickets. So there's a bit of a risk there because your your capacity on those flights in the holiday season might actually fill up in that 24 or 48 hour period and you won't be able to change your flexi tickets into that time. So it's a bit of a risk because you'll be stuck with flights you pay for but the airlines push the price up so much in that time. They push them up so high between the times that the kids are on holidays that sometimes it's worth that risk to book, book earlier with a flexi ticket and try and change it 24 or 48 hours later. So I hope those those have helped. Uh, yes, the whole basis is you still have to use uh, price comparison websites. Google Flights, I say, are very good ones. Skyscanner.net, Expedia, they're all, they all pretty much came up with the same results. It's just a case of how user-friendly they are. And I particularly like uh, the Google Flights system because it allows uh, a lot for flexibility and changes and seeing when the cheapest flight is on their matrix. 
But there's a lot of other tips where you can manually put in a few different things, search for a few different cities going via your city and all things like that. So I hope you found them useful. And that's it. Um, If you have got a question, anything about personal finance at all, and you want us to answer it, then uh, let me know. You can go to moneystepper.com forward slash submit a question, submit hyphen a hyphen question, uh, or you can just search on there. It's pretty obvious where it is. You can leave your question. I don't mind asking them about anything where you're based in any country in the world. I'm sure we can find the answer for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.